4: And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories, told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear her news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme, music, is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And last week, we did have the pleasure of sharing with you an interview with Roger Gregg by his one of his other protégés, Gareth Stack. Um, as I mentioned, both myself and Gareth love the work of Roger Gregg. I recently discovered that the CrazyDogAudioTheatre.com website has been uh, incommunicado for uh, at least a year now. And I've been working with Roger to try and get that back up um, and make it so you can get some of Roger's older work. So uh, keep tuned for that. We do have plenty of them in the archives at RadioDramaRevival.com in the meantime. And I also want to feature the work of Gareth himself. Um, Gareth is a fantastic artist in his own right, uh, really hilarious uh, voice in contemporary Irish radio. Um, he did, uh, about a year ago, you may have remembered the piece that we did of his called um, Any Other Dublin, which was uh, sort of a, a biopic of various odd characters in the post-recession Ireland. Um, what we have today is a piece called Choices, uh, which he calls a radio sitcom. Um, I'm not sure if i call it a sitcom. I'd call it a Uh, strange tale of poor man Anesh, who is an underconfident Indian-Irish 20-something victim of circumstance. Uh, First, he loses his job. uh, Then he is forced to get government benefits to move into this uh, program, uh, (laughs) which is uh, supposedly to rehabilitate him and teach him how to be a uh, psychological therapist. And uh, let's just say uh, there, the people that he meets and the Strategies taught in this uh, video therapy sessions are are questionable to say the least, and uh, the absurdity continues onward from there. Um, what I love about Gareth's work is just his uh, quality and absurdity of the writing. I would call this a very very funny piece, but it's not uh, sort of laugh out loud funny. It's it's sort of a, a lampoonish uh, satirical uh, piece that. It does have a rather unfortunate protagonist, but also uh, it says a lot about the system in which this person lives as well, Um, and and a lot of that is very, very uniquely Irish sensibility. So I hope you'll enjoy this. Uh, This is a uh, two-hour monster session to get you through the next couple of weeks. Radio Revival is going to be on vacation next week, uh, the 23rd of January, so rather than split this up into two installments, I'm giving you one mega two-hour episode today uh, with the entirety of Gareth Stack's. Choices audio theatre piece um, and we'll be back in early February with more so uh, hope you enjoy Gareth Stack um, and we may, th- may throw a bonus episode uh, during our timeout as well uh, maybe give you some flavour of Roger Gregg and some more radio comedy so uh, for now Choices
3: Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee Episode 1, The Hero's Tale
0: You're a devil, McGinty.
5: Up yours, Father Brown.
0: And And over, McGinty.
5: There's a full moon tonight.
1: Sorry, am I interrupting?
0: (laughs) Not at all, Anesh. I was just uh, reminiscing with my executive toys. How's everyone on the floor?
1: I think people are finally... You know, settling down after all the cutbacks.
0: That's a shame. So many backs left
6: to cut.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, you will be.
6: Can I offer you an alcoholic milkshake? Oh, no, thank you, sir. Alcohol makes me uncontrollably
0: romantic. You've never really been one of us here at British Pantsanesh. You never really fitted in. There's something different about you.
1: I am the only member of staff not related to you, Mr. Phillips. Nesh, Anesh, Nash.
0: Why do your kind always have to make this a racial thing?
1: Uh, I- I'm sorry, sir, I didn't mean... T- Jim. T- t-
0: uh, Jim, I didn't mean to make You this could t- use it. You're starting to look like a chocolate donut. I'll have my girl make you an appointment. Alison, come in. Alison. Mr. Phillips? Alison! Uh, sorry, sir, it's... That lazy sod. I
1: expect she is at home, Mr. Phillips.
0: Have you been spying on ladies again, Anesh? It's just... You fired her last week. I've always said you're a smarty-pants, Anesh. And I don't like that. We wear our pants with the ordinary level of ignorance here at British Pants.
1: I-, I can change, Mr. P. I could take up boxing or something.
0: My mind's made up. You're for the boot. We need to save every penny. Now that I need a new secretary. Perhaps cousin Mildred is available. Now there's a girl who knows how to service a fellow. What if
1: I married in? You've mentioned your daughter is very attractive.
0: Repeatedly. I have always thought of you as a sort of son. Well, in that case, let's make it official. A deeply tanned, socially awkward, son. <laughs> Some sort of affair with a cleaner or something. But the juice of my sex, nonetheless.
1: Thanks, Pop.
0: It just goes to show, even a firm fruit can have a weak seed. Anish, you're fired. Now, clear off. Uh, but, Daddy, if you'll just let me change... Allison, we've got another disgruntled employee. Probably aren't. Send for the popos. Alison!
3: Yeah, hey, oh, take it. Take it. I'm not taking it. Go away with you. I'm not having one on me. It's
7: yours.
3: Don't be pulling it out here, you dope.
7: No one's looking, you mopper.
3: Your man over there. Here, Paki Bonner. Have you got a staring problem? I didn't see any heroin, honest. Back off the Bangladesh
8: rajib Please, just leave me alone. No, speaky, unga
9: Can you please tell your friends to be quiet? Uh,
1: they're not my friends, honestly.
9: Mm-hmm. Name?
1: Anesh Sharma.
9: What's that in English?
1: That would also be Anesh Sharma. Spell it. A-I-N-E-S-H.
9: Shawarma. Like the kebab. Sharma.
1: Like farmer, but without the fur. From? Um... Uh, Sandyford?
9: Where were you born from? Glasnevin. Hmm. I'll make a note to have that checked. Occupation?
1: Uh, Unemployed, I guess.
9: Farmer occupation.
1: Desk clerk at British Pants?
9: British Pants?
1: Uh, yeah, it's in Sandyford. Sells mostly pants, I guess.
9: Says here you're interested in doing a course. I
1: I suppose, if there's one available. Area? Well, Sandyford, ideally.
9: Subject area.
1: Oh. Oh, goodness. I could study astrophysics and explore the universe or learn psychology and pick apart the secrets of the human soul.
9: Human soul. Ah, here we go. There's one course available. It's already started, but there's still a place left. It's half benefits and you'll need to buy all your own books. Oh, great.
1: What course is it exactly?
9: Choosing therapy. How to take control of your life and the lives of those you love. You want it or not?
1: This is all so sudden. I don't know if I'm ready to be a
10: psychotherapist. I
9: am obliged to inform you that if you do not immediately take a course that has been offered to you, you forfeit all current and future claims of social welfare benefits.
10: Oh, oh, okay,
1: yes. Yes what? Yes, please. Miss, I, uh, I'll take the course.
9: Sign this. Next!
8: Oh, wow, thank you.
9: Out of me way, talk to Louis. Name? Me babby's sick. Is that babby with three B's or two?
1: You look lost. Please don't take my expensive laptop. I need it for college. Here, have my wallet instead. There's six euro in there and a picture of David Blaine. I didn't even realise you had a laptop. Please don't steal it. It's worth absolutely loads. You're not very good at this, are you? Sorry, I haven't been mugged in ages. I meant this whole being a grown-up business. Mind if I join you? I'm not really supposed to talk to... Stillman. Anesh. Got a light? Sorry, I'm allergic to tobacco. Just my luck. Another health freak. So what makes you think you can heal the bewildered refugees of our lunatic age, Anesh? Are you unusually sane or just especially arrogant? How did you know I was a student? Don't take this the wrong way, but no one could confuse you for a teacher. I suppose not. Just look at you. Cheeks like a cherub's nappy and an outfit your mother probably picked out in pennies. Admit it, this is your first PLC course.
10: Uh, Mum only takes
1: me to pennies. I get to pick what we buy. Well, come on, mummy's boy. They're going to love you at the college. They are? Oh, yes. They all choose to be losers, too.
3: Now, class, what do we have the most of in life?
11: Me's? Me's? Is it problems? That's just your life, Liza.
1: Natalie's a dominatrix. What the dominatrix? A woman who knows what she wants.
11: It's choices, isn't it, Natalie?
3: Very good, fat Pat. The thing we have most of in life is choices. And that's what choosing therapy is all about. Choices. Can anyone tell me why flabby, flabby Patipus struggles with our weight? It's
11: a glandular complaint.
3: If I wanted an answer from you, Pat, I'd have written the question and icing on a cheesecake.
7: She's lazy, isn't it, miss?
3: No, Martin. Pat is doing the best she can with what she's been given. It's just that her best isn't good enough. Can anyone else tell me why she's so fat?
9: Well, I know I struggled a lot with my size when I had Cheryl Cole. But then Jeremy Kyle came along and the weight just dropped off. Maybe when Pat gives birth she'll shed the pounds. I'm not pregnant. Not even a little bit.
3: You dare, The little Middle Eastern fella. Who? Me? What do your people believe about obesity?
11: I am not clinically obese.
3: Now now, Pat. Let's agree to disagree. I uh
1: I don't know, Pat. I wouldn't like to pass judgment.
11: That is so Buddhist of you.
1: <sighs> Thanks, but um I'm actually an atheist.
3: What do we say
11: about religion? We leave choose.
3: Choose. it at the door. door. Well, Anish. Why can't Pat get rid of her excess flab?
1: It's Anish, Miss Nat
3: I'm the teacher, Anish. You're de student? Just answer the question. I
1: guess she's Choosing to be overweight?
3: Well, I suppose anyone could have looked at my desk before class. The answer is we're just lying there, tempting you. I I didn't look... uh, Excuse me, Natalie. Oh, while you're free, Walter, stand over here a minute. Uh, But Natalie, I have to go to... Now, now, be a good boy.
12: What
1: did I tell you? See how she commands obedience.
3: Today's class is about addiction. Can anyone tell me what addiction is?
9: My little terror is completely addicted to his playstation. (laughs) Wrong,
3: Janine. Addiction isn't your playstation, and it isn't your mojito.
7: To be fair, Natalie, it could be your mojito, if you're an alcoholic-like.
3: We don't use the A word here, Martin. It's just an excuse. Now, I'm going to do something. Many of you might find it very challenging. I'm going to use Walter here as an example, but this story is not necessarily about Walter. It could be about any one of you. Now just stand here and close your eyes, Walter. I'm going to be pinning these cards on you with thumbtacks and I don't want to blind you by mistake. Uh, But but I have to go. Walter's 15 years old. He's a good kid, bit on the slow side, but he wouldn't hurt a fly. Then he tries a jazz Uh. cigarette. This isn't working, he says. I can't feel anything. Then whoosh, he's addicted. Uh. Weed's a good high, but pretty soon Walter stops feeling the buzz. Oh. He needs something harder, oh so maybe he tries tablets. Oh, Now Walter's a yoke fiend, but he's only a kid. How can he afford his pills? So maybe he steals oh. a few quid from Mammy's purse. Mammy's sick in bed anyway. It's not like she'll notice. Bastard, oh. Mammy. But that's not enough. So Walter starts dealing. Uh, Just to a few friends at first just to pay for his habit. (sighs) Pretty soon he's borrowing from a shark. Walter knows he can always pay it back until the day he can't. Now it's time for his first beating. Uh, You'd think he'd learn his lesson, but two weeks later Walter's back on the junk. uh,
1: Oh, yes. I can't watch this. I can't look away.
3: Now tablets aren't enough. So Walter starts (laughs) injecting. First it's just a dab of coke. Uh. Then he's chasing the dragon. Uh. Pretty soon Walter's out of Mammy's house and living on the street. Uh. And it's not easy on the street, but he can take it. Lying and stealing and dealing. Uh. But it's never enough. (laughs) So Walter has to start selling his body for the nasty. Uh. Pretty soon not even Mammy would recognise him. Walters, a hustler, an addict, a loser,
12: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's how easy it is to label someone altogether. Now,
7: stop, stop choosing, choosing drugs. drugs. Stop choosing drugs. Emma Jane
1: Thompson will be mine. Uh, which one is she? The beautiful one over there, talking to that enormous man. I'm pretty sure Pat's a woman. My God, three months in this place, and I never suspected. What about her? Oh, no, no, Martin's definitely a man. He's a prison officer. He has to do this course for his anger management. I meant that tiny child. Does it bring your daughter to college day? Oh, that's Natalie's kid, Laura. She's a trainee counsellor just like the rest of us. Really? She looks about 12. 11. Huh. What's Janine doing? It looks like she's breastfeeding a cabbage patch doll. She has that thing where you think you've got kids, but actually you're just insane. Oh, you mean like a phantom pregnancy? Like that, but it lasts until the baby reaches puberty.
9: What about... Hi, Stillman.
1: Oh, hello, Sally.
9: Are you going to that thing on Saturday? It's going to be amazing.
1: Oh, you having a party?
9: Well, it's just a little gathering, really.
1: Is it a very, very little gathering, Sally?
9: Well, I was thinking it could be a chance for you and me to get to know each other better.
1: I'm washing my hair.
9: How about you, Angus? You can come over if you like. Oh, great. Uh, What exactly... I'm washing his hair, too. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realise you two were... (laughs) See you guys later, then.
1: You aren't really washing my hair, are you? I mean, we could have rescheduled. Anesh, my man, I'm telling you this in confidence. Okay. As a friend... Wow, thank you. Never sleep with that girl. She is unrelenting. Honestly, I don't need to She has the appetite of a flesh-eating virus. It's really none of my... The things that woman made me do. Unconscionable acts, Anesh dark, eviscerating debasements of the human soul. So, um, what makes you think you'll make a good therapist, Tillman? If you don't mind me saying, you don't seem particularly sympathetic. (laughs) Christ, Dinesh, I don't want to be a therapist. I can't imagine anything worse. You don't? Not in the least. Well, then why would you... Why would someone as articulate and insightful as myself attend a remedial course like this one? A halfway house for misfits and miscreants set amidst a post-apocalyptic wasteland? Something like that? Perhaps that someone could be besotted. What's so improbable about that? Why shouldn't love touch my heart? Am I a stone? Should I stand idly by as my only love runs halfway across the country to this yobbish hell? How dare you!
11: What's wrong with Stillman?
1: I think he might be infatuated with you.
11: Oh, how sweet.
1: Have you known each other long?
11: (laughs) You could say that.
1: Oh, did, uh, did, did you guys grow up together?
11: Oh, no, Chicken. We met just recently. But we do have the same parents. What brings you here?
1: Oh, you know, I just was, um, offered the course, so, uh, You mean he's your totally unrelated stepbrother, like in Clueless?
11: You're cute. I am? Back to the grindstone. Now, boys and girls, time for
3: a special treat. Another address from the founder of Choosing Therapy, Dr. Alfred Himmler. Take it away, Walter.
10: Uh, just one minute now, Natalie. I just need to get the old telly working. Hurry up, Walter. Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry, Miss? Uh, uh, sorry, Miss Nettley. What
3: a pro. Fucking time,
10: students! Herr
11: Himmler. Seriously? Oh, goody. I love Herr Himmler. He's so buff.
13: Ich bin Alfred Himmler, creator of choosing Therapy. And I'm here to teach you to kick your life into action. Hi, yeah! Are you ready to speed past your problems? Weak people imagine life's occurrence that pulls them along. They don't realise they are choosing their problems. Choosing therapy teaches you to face life head-on. We choose everything that happens in our lives. You can choose wisdom. You can choose virility. Or you can choose to live like dogs. It's your choice!
1: I have no idea what that was. That, my friend, was the next two years of your life.
3: To finish up today, we have a little exercise... Not everybody manages this, but try to do your best. I want everyone to come up with one word that summarises how we're all feeling right now. Maybe, Liza, you'd start off. I would say I am tired. So we're tired, Liza. Very good. Pat? i make excited and delighted. Mm-hmm. Martin?
7: A bit annoyed. I have to say, annoyed.
9: How about you, Sally? Oh, starving. I'm doing a cleanse. I'm only allowed lemons.
3: Stillman, you all grumpy boots. How are you feeling this afternoon? Patronised. Sounds like someone's swallowed a dictionary. Let's hope it doesn't get stuck on the way out. How about you, sweetie? Empathic. Lick arse. Oh, very good, darling. Really, really good. Emma Jane? Motivated. Good work, Emma Jane. That's the right answer. Round of applesauce, everyone.
11: Oh, thank you, Sweetie.
3: What about you, new boy? Anish? Um
7: Fine, I guess.
3: Oh dear. Anyone like to tell me what fine is?
7: F up, ignorant, neurotic, and extremely (laughs) bloody annoying.
3: (laughs) Well done, everyone. Give yourselves a round of applause. Not you, Anish. You don't deserve it. S-
6: sorry.
1: Hi mom, hi dad. Hello? Anyone home? It's me, Anish. Oh, what's this? Looks like a note from Mum. Dear Anish, you have brought shame on your family. No Sharma has ever been an
6: unemployed. Take your things and be out by nine. Your father is very disappointed in you, love, Mum. P.S. Your dinner's in the oven.
8: Oh, no!
1: Thank you both so much for letting me stay. I don't know where I would have gone otherwise.
11: I still can't believe my parents kicked me out. We want you to feel comfortable here, Inesh. If there's anything you need, literally anything at all, just ask. I have some incense. I can set it burning if you like.
1: Oh, No thanks, Emma Jane.
11: How thoughtless of me. That would be such a painful reminder of home. It must be so difficult for you here amongst pale strangers, so far from...
1: Sandyford. honestly, it's fine. I'd just like to sleep now, if that's all right. Not interrupting, am I?
11: Actually, Stillman, we were sharing a private... Uh, No, no, you're not interrupting. Uh, Please come in. Can I
1: get you anything? What could you possibly get me? I live here. Goodness, I'm exhausted. Probably just have a bit of sleep now, I think. Well, don't let me stop you.
11: Stillman, honestly, let's leave our guest in peace.
1: I'll see you in a minute, darling. I'll just go make us a hot water bottle.
11: Don't forget. Anything at all. Just trot over. Our room's down the hall.
1: Uh, our room?
6: But I thought you guys were...
11: Stillman and I are going to have to double up for a bit, just while you're staying. I, I don't mind taking the couch. We wouldn't dream of it. Stillman and I have so much to catch up on. Night. Night. Mares.
3: This was created by Dead Medium Productions for Dublin City FM. The programme was written and directed by Gareth Stack and produced by Heather MacLeod and starred the mysterious Terry Fitzgerald as Natalie and Dol Cuboard, the unpredictable Kieran Roach as Anesh and Walter. De ferocious Dylan Jones as Sean Stillman and Doctor Alfred Himmler. De percuspicious Ashling Arborn as Emma Jane, Laura, Pat and Liza, de Regal Katie McCann as Sally, Janine and Doreen, the Dolcu lady, and the mendacious Garrett Stack as Mr. Phillips, Martin and Dolcew fella. Team music was by Dormac Byrne. The show produced at Dublin City FM Studios. You have no choice but to listen to next week's exciting episode.
11: Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the Television Licence Fee.
3: Episode 2 Black Rebel Motorcycle Club
13: Why don't you like me, Anish? Don't you love little boys? Well, I,
1: I hardly know you.
13: Why don't you love me? You want someone to love? But they were all teasing me, the other
1: boys. Um, present tense.
13: They're slagging me and calling me uh, Minnie, me and paperweight and troll doll and lady legs. Oh. And What's the feeling? I hate
1: them. They're bum faces. What do you want to tell the other boys? You're a bunch of frighty babies. And I hate you. And what do they have to say back to you?
13: We're sorry we were mean to you, Sean. You're a brave, intelligent, masculine man. You're, You're a sexy man. Shut up. Shut up. What's the feeling? Angry, smashing bum heads. Meaning nasty
1: poo bums. And what do you want to do to them?
13: I'm driving my jeep. I'm little, but I have my jeep I have now. And I'm driving it at them. And they're standing at the edge of the cliffs. And I drive it right up to them. I'm revving my engine. I'm revving it. Uh, no, Sean, we're sorry, please. We're only little kids. Well, you should have thought about that before you ruined my childhood. I'm backing them right to the edge. They're falling off. They're tumbling down through the air like little leaves. We're sorry! What's happening now, Sean? They're lying at the bottom, all broken into pieces. Are they OK? Sean, We can't move our legs. Get help. Find a rope or something. Sean. Sean, the tide's coming in. Please, it's in our mouths. Well, I can't save you. I can't. The waves are rolling over them. Drowning them. I I can't look. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye. And that's our time up. Very good, Anish. Remember, cushion counselling can really help a client get in touch with their inner child. And now, everyone, get into your pairs. Really touch each other. I want salty faces all round.
11: Anesh, you're mine. I'm not letting anyone else have you.
1: Emma Jane! Fancy meeting you here.
11: (laughs) Would you like to go first?
12: Okay.
1: I feel like Alan Delon and Le Samurai. The gendarme are going to appear from every direction and assassinate me before I can strike you down.
11: (laughs) Are you nervous, kitten? You should be. Um...
1: (laughs) What kind of contract would you like?
11: Quiet attention, please.
1: Sure thing. Uh,
6: chicken, I'm, I'm... I'm listening.
11: I'm feeling warm and full of love. It's a year from now, and I'm having my first child. One year? Quiet attention, please, Inez.
6: Oh, yeah, sure, sorry.
11: These contractions are really hurting my lady lips. Yeesh. Quiet attention, please. Sorry. Out he comes. My little boy, he's so perfect. I can see his little hands, like the petals of a flower. He has his father's coffee-colored skin. (laughs) And here's my lover now. He's so small, almost a child himself. I hold my child up to my exposed breast. He takes his first loving lick. What's that feeling? I feel my lover's jealousy. What's wrong with you? <coughs> oh. Oh, a little burp. So sweet. His tiny face scrunched up. He's a little Aladdin. Why are you jealous, my love? Why? Can you not share my breasts? Oh, that was terrific. I could really feel your quiet acceptance, Anesh. Anesh? Anesh?
1: My, my. Patis de foie gras, red caviar, champagne, truffles, both chocolate and the ones pigs like. You're, uh, really spoiling yourself with that lunchbox, Stillman. I wonder, would you mind terribly if I had the tiniest Mm. little It's just, I haven't had anything to eat yet today, and... Anesh, let me stop you right there, before you embarrass yourself. You need to get a job. I know. You can't keep sponging off Emma Jane and I forever. A man has a duty. A duty to himself, to society... A duty to transcend his selfish needs and contribute something. I'm really grateful you guys let me stay last night. I won't be a bother, I promise. I'll be gone sooner than you can say... You're overstaying your welcome, Anesh. You're overstaying your welcome, Anesh. Well, maybe not quite that soon. Perhaps you could help me look for a job, Stillman. If you don't mind me asking, where do you work at the moment? I'm fortunate enough not to have to endure a life of worthless toil. My parents were very well off. What about a man's duty? Someone needs to set an example of tasteful indolence... Without me, what would everyone else have to aspire to? Wait, your parents were? Stillman, are you an orphan? We are all orphans. I'm really sorry, I didn't know. Technically, my parents might still be alive, but they've been dead to me for years. Still, handy for paying for stuff, I guess. I'm choosing to ignore your insolence. Back to class. I'm sorry, listen, I don't have anywhere else to go tonight. Enough! Cease your grovelling, you can stay. Just until you find your feet, but keep away from my... I don't want you messing about with Emma Jane. I wouldn't dream of it... Thanks again. Think nothing of it. We Stillmans are known for my generosity. Besides, I, I need a Batman. Sh- sure, of course. Anything I can do. Excellent. You can start immediately. Clear up this picnic. I'll see you back in class. Uh, sure, right behind you.
3: Anish, <clears throat> <clears throat> hey, glad you could finally join us. You're just in time to help me with a demonstration. Um, sure, of course. Yep, yep. You're free not to volunteer. Everything that happens in life happens because we choose for it to happen. But if you choose not to volunteer, you'll also be choosing to fail this class. No,
1: no, no, no. I'd love to help.
3: Great. Put on this hand, Puppet. Let's face it. Most clients coming for therapy are weaklings. They made a banana out of their lives. No offence, ain't it? And now they're looking for someone to blame. Puppets can be a great way of breaking down the barriers between a therapist and her irresponsible client. Hello? My name is Mr. Monkey. What's your name? Ah, uh, hello, Mr. Monkey. My name's Speak Miss... true oh, the puffs. Um,
1: sorry, my name's Mr. Mr. Sh- uh,
3: Mr. Sn- uh, Mr. Owl. I-, I I guess. And what's bothering Mr. Owl this afternoon? Is he a bit moody? Is he a grumpy wumps? I'm fine. I'll play along, ash.
1: Oh, um. Yes, I am a Grumpy Owl. Um,
3: toot toot. No need for the amateur dramatics. S- sorry. Just try to follow my lead. Yep, sorry. I'm the teacher. You're the student. Uh, yep. And stop saying yep. Makes you sound like a tropical board. No offence. Uh, yep. I, I, I mean, toot toot. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ah, 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 ah. Maybe Mr. Grumpy Owl would like to play a game. Toot toot. What's the game? It's called, Cop Yourself On. How do I play? You cop yourself on. Take some responsibility for once in your life.
1: Ooh! I'm sorry.
3: We don't use the S word here, Anish. It's just an excuse. Sorry, I, I, I mean... Um, You're a no-good loafer. A lazy lump. A dull case. A blow-in. And you know it.
1: I, I, I do, I do know it.
3: Do you see everyone? How much easier it is on a client when we speak through the puppets everyone loves puppets <makes noise> stop that take this seriously out out please out Ow! i mean toot 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 too.
9: i still can't believe natalie broke your hand it's
1: just a scratch honestly
9: anesh I can see the bone sticking out. You're only a kid. She can't bully you like that. Sally, I'm
1: 25 years old.
9: Really? I assumed you were like 15.
1: I get that a lot.
9: Listen, I know what'll tear you up.
1: Honestly, I'm fine. I'm not a big fan of
9: cheer. Well, I can see that, Mr. Moody Boots. That's why we're going to take you out tonight and get you boned. Hells, yeah? Hells?
1: No, I don't think so. I have reading to do for the course. Besides, I hate them... Clubland.
9: This is it, Anesh. This is your big chance to grow up, to be independent, to earn your white wings.
1: I won't ask.
9: You know, the wing system. Like on biker tats. White wings mean you found a newbie. Brown wings mean you stooped a pooper. Broken wings. In mean... which book
13: exactly were you interested in, Anish? Ah, Sean, what are you doing there? All the lecturers are here in the corridor, selling Alfred Himmler's magnificent books. Which would you like?
1: Um. I'll have that one.
13: Choosing the woman inside. Oh, Anesh. I had no idea. How brave of you. Well, you've come to the right place. 26 euros, please. Can I pay in instalments?
9: So, I'll pick you up at 11, okay?
13: I'll just sign you up to our 12 month payment plan. That'll be 99 euros every six weeks.
9: Later, lover. Best of luck with the house hunt.
7: I mean, he says he's not into fellas anymore. Then he goes ahead and marries a man. What, what, what? Am I right or am I right? Uh, I think it's just up here on the left. I had him in the car with me one time. Who? Who? Ziggy Starrust himself. And he says to me, he says, take me to the Merion Hotel. Great. Uh, how much is that? He's smaller in person. I wouldn't say he was much above four foot six. Although, of course, he was sitting down at the time. Um, He's shrinking all the time, I'd say. Sure, wasn't he only a few inches tall on in the telly last week? Twenty-seven fifty when you're ready. Yikes! My
0: mistake. I wasn't charging you for the dog. That's thirty-seven fifty.
5: But I don't have it. A...
3: <coughs> oh, Take him with you. So, this be your room.
5: Oh wow! It's it's very retro, isn't it?
3: What do you mean retro? I just had it redecorated. Right after my husband died.
1: Oh, I didn't mean in a bad way, uh, uh, Grania. It just looks very 1970s. Like the set of Live and Let Die.
3: I suppose that's when I had it done up, all right. 1973, right after Robert topped himself. Mm. Do you like to party?
1: Uh, depends on the party, I guess. One time I was invited to join a party.
6: I thought it was going to be a party party, but it turned out to be a th- other kind of Like, you know, a political party.
3: Oh, very good. Uh,
6: Another time I went to this house party where everyone was in costume. But it turned out it was an team party, so I got away with it.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um,
1: uh, (sighs) Mm-hmm. Is that cocaine?
3: Go on, have a go. It's very Moorish.
1: Oh, I probably shouldn't. I had a big lunch.
3: I find it settles the stomach. Well, I do have a bit of a dicky tummy. Perhaps a smidge. Good boy. I get a dicky tummy, too, sometimes. Go, Bowser. Is it your first time? I feel like it isn't, in a way. Here, this'll take the edge off. Hush, down, boy. Who's a big doggy? Whoa, boy. Do let me know.
5: And we wouldn't want any young women coming over, of course. Oh, no, of course not. No young women. Or any noise at all from the bedroom.
1: Oh, I'm very quiet. Uh,
5: too quiet. I used to play in a brass band. I was there a year before anyone realised my tuba was a coronet. <laughs> and we say mass together every morning. Oh, wow. That's very Catholic. Oh, we're a very Catholic house, Angus. Father's a theologian, Damien edits Redemption Weekly, and I'm training to be a priest, just like my father. Uh, thing is, I'm not actually a Christian myself. Oh, sure I know that. Didn't I smell it off you the minute you stepped in the door? Oh, that's probably just this enormous German shepherd that's been following me around all day. But it won't last. Not in this house. We'll have you on the way for us in no time. Those little crisps you eat at mass? The body and blood. Sounds, um, delicious. Oh, it is. I'll tell you what. If you have a few minutes, I can baptise you right away. Oh, no. I think I'll be grand, thanks. It'll be my treat. uh, Honestly, I think I'm having my hair washed. No room for heathens in this house. I'll just be getting along. In nomine patria spiritus sanctus. Uh, Thanks. You too. There's no way out, Angus. No way out. Uh, uh, Thanks. Much appreciated. I hope you find someone. Get
1: off me, you hellhound! N- 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 no, now, no, I, I don't want any trouble. Oh, good boy. You really saved my bacon back there. What's that, boy? Oh, cough it up. There, there. Oh, poor little Bow Wow. Oh, what's that you swallowed? Is that... Oh. Oh, it's an ear.
9: Ah! You would not believe the day I've been having.
6: Did it involve a man-eating hellhound, a coked-up cougar, and a house full of soul-hungry bastards?
9: No. Why?
1: (sighs) Never mind.
9: Come on. Let's get you dressed up for tonight.
1: I don't mean to sound ungrateful, Sally, but I don't have a lot of money.
9: Don't worry. It'll be worth it. After tonight, you won't ever have to worry about being a sad, lonely dweeb ever again.
1: Gee whiz. I don't know what to say.
9: Don't say anything with words. Say it, with fashion. Thanks
1: for
10: picking out my outfit. I never would have known zoot suits were back in fashion.
9: Isn't this great? What? I love these gays. Wait, this is a gay club? I said I love these guys. Oh, okay. Hey, watch it. It's like 2am, I think.
10: Hey, you? Let's get out of here. Uh, wait, I, I'm sort of... Uh! Hey! Wait! Over there! It's her!
1: <coughs> Emma Jane? I thought it was you. Little cuz. Holy cow, what are you wearing? She? That jacket's so big on you. You look like a ventriloquist dummy.
11: You guys know each other?
1: Hells yeah, bro. Inesh
13: is my mum's sister's best friend's little kid. Man, I had no idea you swung that way. What we? It's so good to see you little dude
1: I I, I can't breathe
11: I like the bike
1: Kawasaki Ninja ZX-6R Nice, is it yours? I think
11: I'm
13: having an asthma attack Uh, No man, I I just race it
11: It looks so big
1: (laughs) Sorry cuz, I nearly strangled you Just like old times, eh?
11: Do you think I could have a ride?
1: Off on, blow. When you ride with me, you ride the lightning. Psych. Wait, what? Emma Jane, we need to talk.
11: Mm, have a good night, sweetie.
1: Peace out, little cuz. But I find you attractive now.
11: Hey, stranger, what you
9: doing?
1: Going home.
9: Oh, we haven't got a new lady yet. I am not your flipping egg. Where's he gone? Isn't he dreamy? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's all right. I'm always puking.
1: I hope you don't think something's going to happen, because it's not. I've heard that before. For the last time, Stillman, I am not attracted to you. I've heard that before, too. Look, I don't mean to be rude, but you have some serious issues. You're vain, you seem convinced you're a genius, and you're apparently only studying psychotherapy so you can hit on your... You're... You're just jealous. Stillman, this is a very thin sheet, and you're not wearing any pants. I am definitely not jealous. This is outrageous. I won't be spoken to like this. You come into my house dragging your horrible cousin with you. You're an awful Batman and a terrible friend. I didn't realise we were friends. We're not.
13: Emma Jane!
11: Emma Jane! Stillman, what are you doing here?
13: Well, watch a little blow. The lady wants you gone, all right? Get out. Get out of my house.
11: Please, darling, you're embarrassing yourself.
13: Little man, ain't you owning any boxes?
1: Queensbury rules, pal. Stick him up. Show your metal, you cad. Oh! Oh, Krishna! I barely touched him, yo. He struck me. I can't believe he struck me.
13: Parts of me are bleeding. I'm leaving.
11: Close the door behind you, sweetie. Get some ice for that eye. And please, put some pants on.
1: I don't want to talk about it. You can yes. borrow my British oh.
5: pants. Oh.
11: Thank you. Oh, yes. oh. Yes. Good night, Stillman. Oh. Oh, Good night, Denise. More, more. Oh. Yes, give it to me, Krishna. Oh. yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Choices was created by Dead Medium Productions for Dublin City FM. The program was written and directed by Gareth Stack and produced by Heather McLeod and starred the age-defying Ashling O'Byrne as Emma Jane, Laura, Pat, Liza and Esmeralda. The notorious Kieran Roach as Inesh. The superlative Dylan Jones as Sean, Stillman, Krishna, and Dog. The terrific Terry Fitzgerald as Natalie, Carl and Cronia. The zany Katie McCann as Sally and Janine. And the suspicious-looking Gareth Stack as Martin, Taxi Driver, and Patrick. The music was by Dermot Byrne. The show produced at Dublin City FM studio. You have no choice but to listen to next week's exciting episode. Funded by the
9: Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.
3: Choices, episode three, McGuffin.
1: I want to find a girl my own age, you know? I hear you, dude. But 32 three-year-old girls have all these checkboxes. Tell me about it. Career, apartment, kids. Girls my own age can't handle me. I'm a 16-year-old boy in the body of a man. Listen, screw them, dude. They're hogs anyway. Guess I'll just have to keep boning (laughs) 19-year-olds. Hey, watch it. back dogs. Stillman, I'm not sure we should be doing make this.
8: Make way. Make way. Essential
1: supplies. Maybe we should just stay outside. I think you might be a little drunk. Besides, this miniature steam engine is never going to fit through the doors.
6: Why,
8: you. I've waited for this moment for years. I want a front row seat. Out of my way, hipster scum.
1: Your friend seems to have been well-loved. Personally, I'm a bigger fan of the other driver. The Wednesday Times said he was incredibly talented. <laughs> Seems like such a waste. Not you, too, Inesh. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Drink this. But maybe you should lay off the hooch for a bit. Allow me to express my grief in my own way.
8: Honored guests, if you would please take your seats, those of you who have managed to find seats. <laughs> What a surprise. Not enough room at the idiot convention.
3: Um, show some respect. Uh, Show me your ass,
1: and we've got a deal.
11: (laughs) I want to take a moment. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. I've
1: had her. That is indescribably inappropriate. I'm not boasting. Everyone's had a go.
11: I think anyone can see that Lee was well-loved. I want to thank all of his friends who worked so hard to make today a very special commemoration. Can Can Can, Lucky Louie, Lady Nightshade, Patang, and of course, Cool Derek. What's up? up? Thanks again for the gelato donation, Cool Derek. Lean always loved your work. Many of you will know Lean from his music career. And he was, of course, an important young composer.
8: Yes, the world will be poorer without his ringtones.
11: Others will know Lean from his tireless diplomatic work in Palestine. Blah,
8: blah. He was basically the world's biggest chugger. He
11: was the center of my life, of course. But I didn't only love Lean for his mastery of ninjutsu, his work on a cure for aging, or even his experimental pornographic films.
8: The Gary Glitter of Shoreditch.
11: I did not love Lean for his model good looks for his raw Vietnamese cooking, or even the spider silk panties he designed for me to model at Paris Fashion Week. I loved Lean for the person he was inside, as of course did the Human Genome Project once they uncovered the mutations that made him literally more than human. No, I loved Lean because of how he made me and every other woman I was proud to share his bed with feel unique. Goodbye Lean. Goodbye.
8: <laughs> By the hairless balls
1: of marshmallow ladyboy Jesus, this is the biggest freak show I've ever... Wait, are you crying? Uh, no, there's um, just some sadness in my eye.
11: Tim, Tim and Beanie have been kind enough to write something for today. I only wish Lean could have heard it, but who knows? Lien's colleagues at the European Space Programme have agreed to beam the performance into the depths of intergalactic space. So if he's out there somewhere, perhaps he will. Tim Tim, Beanie, take it away.
1: Yo, this is a story all about how... Our lives got turned upside down. We'd like to take a minute... Just let it drop. ...to tell you about a guy who was the Prince of Fox Rock.
12: Oh! <laughs>
8: Oh, it's not the funeral.
1: I hated that book. I think he's just upset about that. He's
11: so
8: handsome.
1: <laughs> Help me get him into class, Janine. He's as surly as Charles Lawton's acerbic
6: misanthrope in the big clock.
8: <laughs> yes, yes, Anesh. You are a true misunderstood genius. One day we'll all get your silent f- film references, and you'll
1: have to switch to casually quote literary fiction. Actually, the big clock was technically late noir. Ashley, shut your face. <laughs> What is up, little man? Noogie, noogie, (laughs) noo! Will you please stop doing that? Hey, what's wrong with your boyfriend? He is not my- Don't
11: mind, Stillman. (laughs) He's just looking for attention. See you back (laughs) at my place?
1: If you're good.
11: (laughs) Sorry to keep you waiting, boys
3: and girls. Somebody used up all the loo roll. I had to Cheryl call myself. Cheryl believes in using one sheet, and I quote, two for special occasions. (laughs) We're going to play an icebreaker. Everyone get in a circle. (coughs)
7: <coughs> Better watch out. I never lose. Champion.
3: This game doesn't have winners or losers, Martin.
7: We'll see.
3: Each person tells one true fact about themselves and one false fact. Oh, uh, you mean one lie. Anish, Anish, Anish. Have you even read the book?
1: I'm um, not quite yet, sorry.
3: Here we are. Lies are like worms. They crawl under your skin. They burrow and breed and explode to life in your belly. Lies shoot out of your mouth and wriggle in your poo. Lies eat your family till there's nothing left but squirming sacks in the shape of brothers and sisters.
1: I'm going to be sick.
3: I'll start. My favourite food is the chilli con carne, or my cat's name is Bow wow. Who thinks the chili's true?
11: I can't make up my mind. It could be the cat or it could be the con carne. Show of hands, class. Who thinks it's the Kitty.
3: Well done, my pussy's called Bow Wow. Your turn,
11: pet. My IQ has been tested at 180 on the Stanford-Binet scale, or I've been selected for the Irish gymnastic team at the next Olympics.
7: Trick question. They're both true. Hey,
11: how did you know?
7: Because, Laura, everything you say is a bloody boast.
11: That's not fair. I'm one of the least boastful people I know.
7: Is too, you poncy little poon dripping.
11: Martin, we've spoken about
3: your anger issues.
7: Some therapist she'll make. Little Miss Baby.
3: Go to Esmeralda's office at once and tell her how you've upset my daughter.
7: I didn't mean anything. It's not
3: me you should be apologising to?
7: Look, love, you can't help being immature. You're only bloody eleven.
3: The office now!
7: Did Martin
1: just get sent to the headmistress? He's a forty-year-old man. What are they going to do, make him write, I set a bad example 500 times?
11: Shut it, Stillman. You don't want to join him. It's raining today and they'll make you do your lines outside. Oh, Mr. Stillman. Glad to
3: see you're feeling better. Why don't you go next? We're playing true fact, false fact.
1: Let me see. My name is Rupert, but I was born Elaine, or I was conceived in a mental institution.
3: Who here thinks Miss Stillman was born in a woman's body?
1: I don't believe you people. I was conceived in a mental institution.
11: You can see how he'd make the mistake.
1: This is absolutely insupportable. How you freaks expect to become a...
11: (sighs) Egg supper. Been up there for ages. Pun intended.
0: (laughs) Oh, God.
11: How about
3: you, Anish? Any mysteries of the Orient to trouble our poor Western minds? Oh,
1: uh, I've seen the bicycle thieves over 100 times, or, let me see, I... On a life-size bust of the Maltese Falcon.
3: What do we think, class?
7: It's the Millennium Falcon boobs. I say that one's true. You look like one of them Star Trekkies. Show our hands, class.
6: Sure, fine, right. You got it. It's the bird boobs.
7: <laughs> I knew it. Victory. Go, Martin. Team Martin.
1: You've only got yourself to blame. Silence, mortal. Only God can judge me. I beg to differ, Stillman. Everyone who was at that funeral is already judging you. Life handed me whiskey, and I made whiskey aid. You also made a complete fool of yourself right in front of your sister. My what? Your sister, Emma Jane. Oh. Oh. Oh, my goodness, no. You you mean all this time you thought... Oh, God. Wait just a second now. You said yourself... All this time you thought I was pining for my own flesh and blood... My God, Inesh. I couldn't even imagine thinking something like that. But she told me that... What a filthy, wretched little mind you have. I can't believe I ever considered letting you work for me. You mean it's not true? No! Well, Emma Jane and I are family, but not the way you mean. I, I think we have different ideas of family, Stillman. Indeed. Mine generally don't throw me into the street.
5: Delivery! Signed here, please.
1: The college is that way, my good man. We are merely wastrel vagabonds mincing through a futile...
5: Barnabas P. Stillman...
1: Your first name is Barnabas? My friends call me Barbar. What friends? What do you think it is? Uh, no, you're not going to get out of it that easy. I want to know My what... Dearest Barbar, if you are reading this, it means that I have passed from the physical plane of existence to the next continuum.
10: What What, what does it oh, say? Shh.
1: It's from Lean. Although in this life we are not close, blah, blah... Uh, many times you tried to hurt me as you hurt all those who invited you into their hearts... Sounds like the stiff sleaze merchant left me something. Aren't you going to open it? Nope. But it could be anything. Lean had so many accomplishments. Composer, diplomat, chef, scientist, designer... Don't forget pornographer. It's probably a binder full of Latian hentai. Uh, Oh, Maybe he's left you an unpublished novel. You can claim credit for it and become a world-famous fraud. Maybe it's anthrax. Anthrax? Here, you have it if you're so curious. I'm going back to class, where I will continue to win the heart of a girl who is absolutely, definitely not my bloody sister.
11: Now, boys and girls, it's Wednesday afternoon, and we all know what that means, don't we? Psycho-drama. Martin, Liza Stillman comes this way. We're going to work on your roles. Class, focus on your breathing. Esmeralda will return in a flash with another puzzle of their heart.
1: So, um, how are things going with Krishna?
11: Oh, we're just taking things slow for now. Damn right, lassie. Never let a man tell you you need to do physical stuff you're not ready for.
1: I think Pat's right, Emma Jane. You should take things slow. Don't let my cousin talk you into anything. He's a... he has a reputation.
11: Don't you dare put words in my mouth, man. Emma Jane could hear me perfectly. Couldn't you, Pet? You two are so sweet. Honestly, you needn't worry. It's the other way round. Krishna's a very gentle lover. I'm the one always demanding he be more brutish.
7: My, oh, my poor departed son. How will I cope with the grief of his
11: loss? Ooh, mother, I will never leave you. My presence is a constant comfort and a curse.
0: I am a therapist. I have the power to heal your
7: pain. But I mustn't abandon my son.
11: Don't forget me, Mother. I need you to remember. woo And pause. Excellent. I could almost feel this psychotension. Now, my little ones, how would Alfred Himmler intervene here? Ah, yes. You must be the new boy. A fine Arab strap of a lad. You'll do. My goodness, you'll do. Up. Up. Join me in the dance of this suffering soul. Honestly,
1: Miss um, uh, Esmeralda, I've only just started. I really haven't learned anything yet.
11: Therapy is not something you learn, Aladdin. It's something you feel. What does your heart tell you? Uh, my heart
1: says I'm a bit scared and I should probably just sit down.
11: Nonsense. Without your help, this family is doomed. This therapist is about to make a terrible mistake, and that old woman will be haunted forever.
1: That doesn't sound good. Yes. Please tell me, oh new boy, how may I save this poor woman?
7: I miss my Sonny. Well, uh,
1: Stillman, I think maybe the therapist should remind the old woman of the joys of the physical
6: universe by giving her a foot rub.
11: Interesting. A radical solution. Of course, it violates every rule we follow as therapists, but it's so crazy, it just might work.
7: Now, hang on.
11: On my mark, begin the rubbing.
7: Go on, get stuck in. Oh, God. <sighs> <sighs> Ooh. Oh, you scrubber.
1: <sighs> I don't like to complain, Oh, but... I
11: simply adore it. Complaining is one of the best ways to spend an idle afternoon. Pass the capuchin, Petal.
1: Bish-bash-bosh. Lovely jubbly nosh. It's just... I'm beginning to think our course might be an insane asylum. Staffed by loons and attended almost solely by the very mad.
11: Really? I think everyone on the course is quite, quite lovely. Chives, please. You're
1: probably right. You're certainly quite lovely. Quite... quite, quite. Careful, cuz. You know I is the jealous type. Artichoke hearts, please. So, kid, have you had your head shrunk yet? You think it's too big?
11: Mm-hmm. He means, have you found your own therapist for the course?
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> um, no, not yet. Uh, what about you, Emma Jane? How's, how's your head?
11: Teenier by the second. Oh, great. Uh, could you recommend someone? Actually, I think I can. My friend Bill is a psychoanalyst. He's a little eccentric, but he's also very cheap. Wow, this smells delicious, sweetie.
1: Sounds perfect. I'm as... Poor as a penny with a hole in his pocket. Who's this bill fella? Do I need to show him my jealous side?
11: You always need to be jealous, Krishna. I'm very promiscuous. Is this a traditional Indian dish we're making?
1: No, man, it's like from Nepal or some shit. Oh, I love Nepal. Can I add the onions now?
11: No, dear. Wait for your cousin to ask you. Oh, sorry. And stop rubbing your head. You'll make a hole in it. What do
1: we have here? Oh, please give that back. It's not mine. If it's not yours, why should I give it back?
11: He has a point. What is it, dear?
1: Oh, that? Uh, that's just something Lean left Stillman in his will. We probably shouldn't open it.
13: Mine? Of course we're going to open it. There could
1: be gold and all sorts of shit in it.
11: Well, now, in that case, I think I should open it. But it
1: doesn't belong to us. I Yeah, try a bite this, Kaz. Uh, no, but... but, but it's
10: not yours. I mean,
11: technically, it is mine, or at least half mine. When you're married, you share everything.
10: <laughs> what do you mean, Married?
11: You know, like Stillman and I.
13: No way, man. It's like Luke and Lay in reverse. Yo, you never said nothing
1: about being wed, girl. I ain't no home wrecker.
11: Don't stress, love. It's not what it sounds like. You,
1: you and Stillman are married. Worst decision I ever made.
11: Stillman, how long have you been standing there?
1: Long enough to know I wanted Nepalese curry.
11: Soothing back rub.
1: New place to live, innit? it? A divorce. Ah, come in. Welcome to my humble abode. It's Anish. We spoke on the phone. Well, I didn't think it was porig. <laughs> Can I make you a wee up before we begin? Oh, sure, thanks. I've got primrose, roybush, and mint. No caffeinated teas, I'm afraid. Makes the clients edgy. Oh,
6: in that case, I'm okay.
1: So, will we do it on the couch or the chair? Excuse me? Do you prefer it lying down or sitting up? Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, Very funny. I'll take the chair, please. Fascinating. Really? Do you think it says something about me? What do you think it says about you? Oh, sugar, sorry to interrupt, Uh, but I forgot to ask. I have to do this therapy for my course, so I need to check if you're registered with eye care. How would it be for you if I were registered? That's not a rhetorical question I really need to know. Tell me more about this need to know. (sighs) This is going to get old really fast. Interesting. And just what does ageing mean to you?
9: Choices was created by Dead Medium Productions for Dublin City FM. The programme was written and directed by Gareth Stack and produced by Heather MacLeod and starred the kinetic Ashling O'Byrne as Emma Jane, Laura, Luna, Pat, Liza and Esmeralda. The humanitarian Kieran Roach as Anesh Sir Dylan Jones OBE as Sean, Stillman, Beanie, Monk, Bill, and Krishna. Jezebel Terry Fitzgerald as Natalie and Hipster Girl. The egomaniac Katie McCann as Sally and Janine. And the magnanimous Gareth Stack as Martin, Narrator, Tim Tim, Cool, Derek, and Courier. Theme music was by Dermot Byrne. The show was produced at Dublin City FM Studios. You have no choice but to listen to next week's exciting episode.
3: Well done, my pussy's called Bow Wow.
7: Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. With a television license fee,
3: Choices, Episode Four Yippee Kaye.
6: can't take them all. You still there PJ?
13: That's Sergeant O'Malley to you.
6: My bad O'Malley. Got any advice for a retired cop caught in a web of terror? Just trying to get his family home for
13: Christmas? Don't be acting the hero Mac. You've only one life to live.
6: You're right PJ. It's a suicide mission. Maybe I should just leave this
12: to the professionals.
13: Hang on now just one second Mac. Don't forget your pregnant wife's on that plane and she's about to go into labour. If she croaks, you'll never forgive yourself.
6: God damn it, you're right. I can't let those terrorists win. I'm going in. If I don't make it out, PJ... It's
13: O'Malley, you cheeky yank.
6: Sorry, O'Malley. If I don't make it out, bury me under the hill of Tara, next to my ancestors.
12: <laughs> <laughs>
10: Oil oh, don't guess, PJ... <laughs>
6: Okay, O'Malley, I'm going in. We're all clustered around the nose of the plane. I'm gonna try sneaking past them. Maintain radio silence.
8: Over.
13: Listen to this, lads. Wait for it.
8: No.
12: Up, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Those
13: was some men for one-man, BJ. Let's hope he was wearing one of them flaccid jackets like they have in the 18. <laughs>
8: Push! Push, Mrs. Mack! Push! There! She is a healthy baby girl! Coochie, coochie,
9: coochie, coo. Please! I know you have to keep me hostage, but do me this one favor. Leave my little daughter to Aaron.
10: As you wish, your child shall stay here. How long now, Zaid? Soon! Soon, my brother. We will be in Libyan airspace.
8: My friends, my friends, we have a big problem. What is it, Mustafa?
10: Have the American infidels intercepted our flight? Will we die in a blaze of glory? Worse, my friends. She is having another one. Uh, My friends, it is a boy child. He shall be raised among us. We shall teach him our ways. And one day, when he is ready, he shall destroy the imperialist West.
8: Forever! Oh, oh, so cute. He's holding my finger. Look, my friends, at his tiny little hand. Here, let me hold
10: him. Mustafa, take picture of me with baby. Oh, Saeed, he likes you. You are his favorite. I can't wait to show him to everyone at the bar. Wait, my friends, a question. Who is flying this plane?
12: Allah. Oh, no!
1: That's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. Believe what you like. It's all the same to me. You're telling me that you and Emma Jane are twins. Your father was murdered trying to save you from Libyan terrorists, and she had to marry you to smuggle you out of slave Manistan? You've got the gist of it. So you're a trained terrorist? Semi-professional. I never took my final exams. And you've been conditioned to attack the West if anyone mentions your secret code word? The very moment I hear that word, I go into action faster than a squad in a brothel. Couldn't you just choose not to do it? Give me a break. Well, what's this code word anyway? I'm not telling you. You have to tell me. What if I say it to you by mistake? Is it goulash? Not even close. Mazel Try again. Electric boogaloo. You'll never get it. Not in a million years. Then Emma Jane is your sister after all. Not exactly. I've heard of this. Twins raised apart who fall in love with one another on first sight. I wish. uh, That's disgusting. Look, it's not what you think. Our mother was a surrogate. what? She carried babies for couples who couldn't have them. She was carrying two when she was taken hostage. So you're not genetically related? Technically, Emma Jane is not my sister. But you know, I I feel I've loved her since we shared that womb. Ugh. Cease your scoffs, Inesh. It was meant to be. After all, when we married, she didn't even have to change her name. Azerbaijan. Not a chance.
11: Dear class, it's Wednesday afternoon. And do you know what that means? Time for. has That's right, my little ones. Role play. Aladdin, my protege, come to Esmeralda. Is this your first role play, Aladdin? Uh,
1: I, I knew a girl who um uh, wanted to try something once, but. Don't uh,
11: worry, my little one. I'm as gentle as the lion with his cubs Give me your hands. For what?
6: There's something wrong with them, isn't there? I've incurable psoriasis, don't I?
11: I can see it. Your wife's death, only two weeks ago. Tell me of your pain. Speak to Esmeralda of the woe. Oh, well, I'm not actually, uh... You are a man in the prime of late middle age. Your wife, your only love has passed, and you were distraught. Your name is... Sebastian. Dear Sebastian, speak, speak of your great sadness.
6: Things are pretty rough, I guess. Is
11: your heart shattered? Is your pain a palpable, unbearable thing, chewing through these soft organs inside like parasitic worms?
1: Probably.
11: Tell me. I want to hear it. How do you feel, Uh, Sebastian? Yes, your name was Sebastian.
1: Uh, I feel terrible. I'm really upset that, um... Eloise is dead, my dear, dear wife.
11: That's it. More. Let it out, Sebastian.
1: She was the love of my life. I'm just really
6: upset.
11: No, you are not. I, I am. I feel terrible. Nonsense. Stop it this instant. Stop choosing to be miserable. Why choose this useless, whiny, womanish emotion?
10: My wife, she, um... She... she died. She, she's dead. Did you kill? No, I didn't kill her. What
11: are you trying to... You heard him. You all heard him. Say it. Please. Murderer. Hang him. I, I didn't kill her.
6: It's not my fault.
11: Then why choose to feel bad, dear little Sebastian? I I, I, I miss her. I, I, I miss my wife. Choose to get over her. I can't. Choose to move on. It's too hard. Say it. Say, I'm fine. I'm going for ice cream I'm going for ice cream Say I am over her death I choose life I choose life I choose a nice car and a big television set Isn't that from Spot? Say it, Chico Say the words
1: I... I'm over her death
11: Round of applause for Aladdin Didn't he do well? Return to this life, my little bandito We shall work together again soon And now Depression. Who's feeling the blues? You there, Patrick. Your face is a mask of mirth, but your body betrays the sadness of a broken man. Come, come, join Esmeralda in the game of rolls. It's Patricia. Sorry, Mrs. Morella.
10: we have visitors.
3: Boys and girls, it's my very great pleasure to introduce our esteemed and uh, unexpected visitors. Two operating freedoms all the way
9: from Choice Island.
5: Operating
3: freedoms?
9: It means they've gotten to the highest level of choosing therapy. Uh,
6: Is that where you choose not to have to pay for it anymore?
9: I think it means you choose everything. Like, you can choose to win the lottery or grow a foot taller. <laughs> well,
1: what if I choose not to choose anything? Well, that's your choice.
2: Greetings, students of choice. I choose to be Replex tall, Seventh Dan Chooser and High Muff Wangler of his High Emperor, Lord Sir Doctor, Professor Alfred Himler, And I am Calprix Numbob. Fifth and chooser and master to Replex Amptor, and I choose to keep the scroll of Azimu.
1: Apparently he also chooses to have a cold, just to see what it's like.
2: Your mouth, Mr.
3: Stillman. Shut it before I shut it for you.
2: No doubt you are all choosing to wonder why we have chosen to interrupt your class today. I'm confused.
11: I have a headache. I need
2: to go wee-wee. I
6: still can't believe this is a false course. We have been sent on a vital
2: mission. Air Imler, creator of choosing therapy, ruler of choice Island, wild flower in the desert, hot spring under the Dead Sea, first of the free men is dying. (gasps) (gasps) Dear God, not Air
3: Imler. He must choose to live.
13: Easy teacher, Natalie.
3: He chooses for this to be his time.
2: But he's my hero. He's the only man I've ever let top. I knew it. And so we have been sent to fulfil the mightiest of duties. To select a successor. I've been studying
11: loads. I reckon it should be me. Pick me. Pick me. Well, obviously
3: I choose for it to be me. As the school's most important lecture. Oh, we
1: shall
2: see who chooses most.
1: That makes literally no sense. I choose to understand.
2: The test involves putting each nominee through a series of agonizing trials. Steady on. Each more painful than the last.
1: Well, if all of you don't mind, I'll be leaving.
2: Replex, lock the door. <laughs> That won't be
11: necessary. What is the meaning of this interruption? Emma Jane! Sorry I'm late. I was busy having this translated. (laughs)
12: The
2: Scroll of Light.
11: Where did you come upon this, youngling? Oh, just a little package that came into my hands.
2: Hey. It is just as the legend foretold. The scroll will appear in the hands of the Chosen
1: One. You found that Chubin Lean's package, didn't you? <laughs> Give me back my tiny
11: package. I believe you gave it to Anesh. Anesh would want me to have it, wouldn't you, Anesh? I'd be very, very grateful. Oh,
1: well, I mean, you're welcome to have it, of course. Anish, don't believe her lies.
2: Then it is settled. That is for me to choose. Sorry. Then it is settled. A new queen has been found. You can't mean her, but she's a cheap floozy, a dirty girl. She shall be cleansed on Choice Island, where she shall receive the salty wisdom of Heir Heinrich Imla.
11: Sounds fun. When do we leave? But Emma Jane you Miss Krishna? Doubtful, sweetie. The sod just dumped me to go climb Everest on a dirt bike.
1: I demand to have my package returned.
11: <laughs> Dear Stillman, as my recently departed lover would have said, you snoozy you lose, bro, hey? Where did they go?
1: Always when she's just about to fall in love with me. Seriously?
11: You weren't even close, man But I wanted to be the princess. I know,
3: sweetie. I know. We'll make you the princess next time.
11: But I want to be the princess now.
1: (laughs) Anish, my newest favourite client. Come in, come in. I'm just brewing up a pot of my world-famous Nags Poultice. Ah, yes. I've been wondering what that stench was since I left the city centre. So did the fire brigade. (laughs) Had a fella in a hazardous materials costume break down my door earlier, yelling about a chemical spillage. Oh, it really is quite strong in here. Uh, Poultice, you say? Is it something for a medical complaint? Afraid so. It's the only thing I've found to soothe this old groinal inflammation. I just smear it on like this. (laughs) About every half hour or so. And in only a few weeks, I'll be a new man again. Of course, there are all sorts of nasty side effects. So, uh, Bill, I was really hoping that we could get to work today. I um, sort of felt like we maybe skipped over the whole psychotherapy bit last week, so... Oh, uh... are you sure you're ready for the full treatment, Dinesh? It's nothing to mess around with. The mind is like a can of delicious cheese. Uh, really? I don't see how... Maybe that was a, an icy night. Yes, the mind is like a cold cruise through an icy night. And psychotherapy is like a warm mince pie. Well, in that
6: case, uh, ho, 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 help me get over my feelings for Emma Jane.
1: Oh, take a seat, Tanish. You've hooked Uncle Bill like a curious kipper. Tell me all about the woman in your life. Well,
6: there's only one, really, Bill. That would be...
10: Oh, the kettle! Excuse me a
1: moment. Chai? No. I remember you're not a tea man. Whiskey? I uh, probably shouldn't. I, I mean, it sort of goes against the whole... Nonsense! Get a whiff of the glen into your belly. Oh, thank you. I usually don't, but it has been quite a tough day, so... <coughs> Good man. That's the spirit. Literally. <laughs> now, what's got your knickers in the twist? Well, it's this girl in my class. You see, Bill, um... She's... Called Emma
6: Jane, I think I've been... I mean, she's sort of mysterious and...
1: uh Reminds me of a lassie from my own misspent youth. Yeah, I suppose so, but... Heather Begby was her name. Ah, she was the pride of Glasgow. Oh, Begby. <laughs> like in, uh, spotting. Aye, she was the inspiration for the character, as it happens. Huh? Oh, quite the lass was Heather. She could drink as hard as any man. They said she carried a blade, but she was mine and I never saw the sharp end of her. Uh, sorry to, um... Interrupt Bill, but if we could just maybe for a second talk about... It was an awful night in Gorbals. Rain lashing down and Heather had taken me to the Raisin Bread, the roughest pub in all of Glasgow. The Waspy Boys and the Southern Slicers were planning a kick-off and I warned her we shouldn't go in. But my Heather was ne'er one to fear a tumble. Took no notice, she did. Dragged me by the hand, she did. I think I've fallen in love with her. Who, Heather? Dear boy, you'll be disappointed. She croaked that very night. Ha ha ha. Swooned in my arms with a cutthroat razor still bleeding in her bonny hand. Uh, that's fine. M- m- uh, uh, b- b- bye! What a strange little fella. Think he might be off his rocker? Isn't that right, Heather, too? I can't sleep. Neither can I. You keep waking me up. I'm worried about Emma Jane. I miss her too, but I'm sure she'll be okay. She seems very resilient. Oh, that's what I'm afraid of. I need to take advantage while she's still damaged and vulnerable. You are one sick puppy, Stillman. You don't let me sleep. Let's play a game. So long as it's not hide the cucumber, or in your case, find the pickle. Do you know, would you rather? It's really simple. I ask you, would you rather... Be asleep
6: a- or listening to your mad ramblings?
1: Exactly. I'll start... Would you rather have sick skin or insulting hair? What does that even... Well, your skin would sneeze all the time and constantly run like a nose. Or your hair would whisper insults into your ears. Right. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to find Emma Jane. She needs me. Hair. I'm sorry? I'd rather have the mean hair. I can't afford that many tissues. Well, your turn.
10: Uh, would you rather... Would you rather...
1: Would you rather talk like Charles Dickens or have Jodie Foster stalk you? I already talk like Charles Dickens. Is it Jodie Foster from Nell or Jodie Foster from Contact? Jodie Foster from The Brave One. Yikes. Right, my turn. Would you rather have flippers for hands or be flippers hand? Like physically attached to his flank? He could use you to pick his blowhole. Hmm. That's a tough one. It is, isn't it? I might need to sleep on it. Good night, Anish. Good night. Flip her hands. I knew it. Rumpelstiltskin. Dream on. You'll never guess it. Stillman, I have another question. Shoot. If Emma Jane's gone,
6: why are we still sharing the same bed?
12: (laughs)
7: choices was created by dead medium productions for dublin city fm the program was written and directed by gareth stack and produced by ether mcleod 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 of the clan mcleod and starred future celebrity dylan jones as stillman o'malley alfred imbler sean and mustafa Miscast: Kieran Roach as Anesh, Mac, Godwin, Said, and Walter. The infamously snooty Ashlyn O'Burn as Emma Jane, Laura, Pat, and Liza, and Esmeralda. The involuntary daddy's girl: Terry Fitzgerald as Natalie and Cal Briggs' Creep shaming: Katie McCann as Sally, Mrs. Mac, and Replex Amtor, and. The Unemployed Pornographer, Gareth Stack, as Martin, Guard 2, and Nurchan. Theme music was by Dermot Byrne. the show produced at Dublin City FM Studios. You have no choice but to listen to next week's exciting episode.
13: Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.
3: Choices, episode 5, The Seventh Seal.
7: Previously on Choices...
1: So many backs left to cut! You've mentioned your daughter. Is- She's a precocious little git.
11: Little hands, like the petals of a flower.
1: I'm sorry to hear that.
11: My god. These contractions are really hurting my lady lips. Place it in our mouths! He takes his first loving lick.
7: And now, an all new exciting episode. Welcome, everybody,
13: to today's 8 hour encounter group. We'll be having these once a week all through the course. Uh, there' a chance for each of us to encounter each other in a in a friendly, loving. Anesh pers- is
11: lazy and he smells like curry powder. Hey,
13: as I was saying, we can all talk here non-judgmentally about the things that we have been bothered by in our personal lives. This is isn't a place for.
11: I don't like Mr. Stillman. He's a pervert. He looks at me funny.
1: I promise not even a nonce could find you attractive.
11: Sir, Sir, Stillman said I was
13: ugly. If we could just try focusing on what's been going on in our own lives, the struggles we've each been battling with this year, I can tell everyone's done some really lovely suffering.
11: All my life is the suffering. Ever since I left my own country in a bag in the middle of the night. Maybe not
13: just you right now, Liza. You'll, You'll just bring the rest of us down.
11: Uh, Yes, Pet? My husband and I have been having a really good bit of sex. He's gotten much more submissive, and I'm using the broom.
13: Please, Pet. There are children present.
11: I'm not. I'm almost a teenager. I don't know about everybody else,
9: but I'm super tired. I didn't get a wink of sleep. Brad Pitt had me up all night.
1: Not to interrupt, Janine, but I'm pretty sure last week your imaginary son was named Jeremy Kyle.
9: Jeremy Kyle and Cheryl Cole have been sleeping just fine Stillman. It's my new boyfriend, Brad Pitt. He gets so stressed out because that balloon-lipped string bean Angelina won't let him visit all their imported kids.
1: Goodness, that does sound pretty tough. Don't encourage her.
13: What about you, Mr Stillman? How are you dealing with your recent loss? I
1: don't want to talk about it.
13: Oh, I'm sensing a bit of Mr Feelings. What do we think, class?
11: We choose choose to feel out loud.
13: Hear that, Mr. Stillman. Time to introduce Mr. Feelings and Mrs. Emotions to everybody. This is a place of trust.
11: I think I may have the clinical depression. I only want to cry and sleep. It feels like no one is listening. Liza,
13: I was trying to be polite earlier. No one cares.
11: Yeah, give it over, misery boots. Jesus.
1: I miss Emma Jane. Satisfied? She is a pure and untamed creature, the sublime epitome of maidenhood, an untouched rose that somehow lacks a thorn. Untouched rose? Krishna might have something to say about that. I think he actually used the phrase, up to the elbow. Sod you, and your sex-hypnotist cousin. It's all your fault Emma Jane has been defiled. What's with the pity party, Stillman? I thought you two were getting a divorce.
7: The kid's right, Stillman. You are a nunce. Martin, good to hear your voice. What's been troubling you? You know, Sean, same old, same old... Ex wife keeps threatening to take the kids back. I told her there's a sea between us, love. I'll take more than a couple of court orders and an extradition warrant to stop me. Righto, saved by the bell.
13: Ha! Uh, see you all in 15. closer, child. These old eyes cannot see as well as they once used to. Who's that? It's very dark in here. Oh, mine apologies. I'm not used to visitors. Mine acolyton? Ignite the steam candles! (gasps) (laughs) Sometime I forget my appearance is shocking to outsiders. It has been many years since we had strangers here on Choice Island.
11: But you're so old. You've got all those awful tubes and things coming out of your head. Where's the rest of your body? You looked so virile in your videos.
13: Ah, you have the wonders of your modern 18th century science to thank for mine unusual demeanour. They tell me the electric abacus can make mine ancient form appear as useful as a
11: premature lamb. I hope you don't mind me asking. Just how old are you, Herr Himmler?
13: How old? Oh, let me see. Have we started wearing the animal skins and then they allowed women to leave the hut during menses? Uh, I would say somewhere between seven and eight thousand years. No doubt you have many questions. Not really. All will be answered in good time. But first, step forward. Let Daddy Albert take a good look at you. Oh, my face! Yes, marvellous. So fresh. You will do. You will do perfectly. <laughs> Tell me, in what condition are your delicious organs?
11: Oh, very fresh, I expect. Yes, Excellent. Excellent. Thanks, kitten. I'm glad all my bits meet with your approval. Will there be a training period before I take over? You seem fairly frail, so I expect it should be pretty soon. A training period? Oh, <laughs> I see. Uh, no,
13: no, nothing like this. Uh, some measuring, yes, for the soul tube. Some restraints, I should imagine, but, but no training will be necessary. Restraints?
11: I'm not going to enjoy this, am I?
13: Enjoy? I should say not... None of your predecessors did.
10: <laughs> come in. Come in, Anish. This soul awaits respite. What?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Mr. Wuthering Slope. It's Bill. Please, no formality here, my little man. Will I sit? Oh, Annie, where are you like? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe not in my Balinese decorative cactus. Uh, sorry. Here, let me get you a tweezers for your poor body. Uh, Bill... What's the deal with the outfit? Outfit? Oh, you mean my aerobics costume? <laughs> I'm quite a fan of athletics. Award winner in my youth, don't you know? Oh, wow, that's incredible. You're like Tom Courtenay in Tony Richards' free cinema classic, The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. I always considered myself more of a Ben Cross in Chariots of Fire type of fella myself. Marty eh? What? Oh, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strong stuff. <laughs> Cough it up, little man. Thanks. <laughs> now, where were we? Uh, ah, yes. Last time, I believe we were discussing your latency and feelings of unrequited sexual attraction for your classmate, Mary Jane. Uh, Emma Jane. Oh, <laughs> silly me, due to many puffs on the peace pipe in college. You think I'm in latency? Never mind that, little man. Tell me more about Mary Jane. Well, I suppose I do still have. I, I mean, I continue to hold her in. That is to say. My I... God, man, our time is limited. I've got other clients, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Uh, I suppose I do quite fancy her, but... Well, you see, first she was dating my cousin. Then it turned out she was married to my friend, and now she's gone away on a long trip, so... Let I mean, me stop I, you right uh, there. I have just the thing. Really? I thought I was just supposed to complain for a bit, and then I'd feel better, or whatever. Golly, no! All that talky-talky stuff went out years ago. What you need are some good old-fashioned dating tips. Luckily... I have some I typed up earlier. Oh, fantastic. I had no idea therapy was so practical. Just so happens I had a similar client last year. Real loser. Hadn't had a date in years. Hopeless case. Here we are. The Complete Idiot's Guide to Dating by Bill Wuthering Slope. Marvellous stuff, if I do say so myself. Spent many a happy hour under the covers working on this baby in college. It's absolutely filled with my inky illustrations. Oh, wow. <laughs> my goodness. She's quite lady. Dear old Delilah, she may have been her suit, but she certainly was gymnastic. Eighty-six euro when you're ready. Oh. Oh, oh I I see, okay. That's just done for today, is it? Same time next week? Afraid not. This'll have to be our final sesh, kiddo. Is it something I've done? I can replace the cactus. Don't take it personally, little man. I'm getting out of the game. There's just no moolah in it. I had no idea you were even on the game. <laughs> I'm not a hoor. Counseling, therapy, psychoanalysis, the whole jobby. It's a losing battle. Let me tell you, Anish. Do you know you're my only client? Actually, no, I didn't know that, Bill. That might have um, been good to know before. It's all these young therapists, Anish. 50,000 new graduates a year. Rates are falling through the floor. Some shrinks are even offering deals. Fix your brain for a haircut. Mend your mind for a Big Mac. That kind of thing. Whole racket's turned into panhandling. Well, uh, there you go. Eighty-six euro, hat to uh, Sell my DVD collection to pay for today's session. I'm sure it's worth it, though. See what I mean? Chicken feed. Well, toodaloo. Do you really think this book will help? God knows. I'm really the worst person to ask. Impotent myself. Psychiatric reasons. Cheerio. Cheerio.
11: We'll see about that,
13: Herr Himmler. Oh, silly child, I've taken everything. You have nothing left. Why do
11: you continue to resist? Bishop to King Seven. Checkmate, Himmler. What? How? Nine? All you had was swine knights, I don't
13: believe it. You're cheating woman!
11: We had a deal, Herr Himmler. You played for my body and lost. Now, if you'll please instruct your eunuchs to allow me to leave. We had a deal, and now we have a betrayal. <sighs>
13: Calprix, <laughs> seize her! Very well,
2: Air Imla. How would you prefer her seized?
13: With your hands, you fool! <gasps> she resists, Air Imla! Get
2: off me, you old crow! <clears throat> I have fallen to the floor, Air Imla. I find myself unable to rise. Like the great sea turtle, my carapace prevents vertical arousal. This is
11: ridiculous. I'm leaving. Even if it means I have to swim back to Tala. Wait.
13: I am not yet sufficiently extolled the benefits of allowing me to implant my soul into your slender husk.
11: Go on, then. Well, you'd get to live forever, for an start. If it means looking like you, a bald corpse with a face like a rotted prune, then no thanks. Well, technically I'd look like you. It's a sort of wearing a skin kind of thing, you see. Oh no. I'm totally against fur farming. Get a feel for fur. Slam your hand in a car door. What? What is this car door? Dog and cat, mink and rat. Their fur is theirs and not for hats. Why would you make clothes out of a rat? That is disgusting. And
13: besides, I like minks. I had the pet mink when I was an equal Himmler. Don't give us no jive. We know you're skinning them alive. Strange lady, you're not making any sense. Like, not even an equal bit.
1: So no restaurant experience at all then? Uh, no. Like I said, I'd been at the shop ever since leaving school. And what makes you think you'd fit into the and borgler family? Mm, nothing, really. Mm. I was buying a packet of small fries with my last 50 cent and I saw the staff wanted sign. Would you describe yourself as ambitious? Oh gosh, yes. I hope eventually to make something like the earlier films of Francois Truffaut, but with the grill of flair and humanism of a mature Goddard or Richard Linklater. We don't see that adding a lot to your motivation as a fry cook. (laughs) No, I mean, this is the last thing I want to do, but I'm sure that's true of everyone here. So you think you're too good for the kitchen? Oh, yes. I think pretty much everyone's too good for the kitchen. Don't worry, Inesh. We have other jobs here in Bergenburgler. Things I'm sure will suit your particular skill set. Oh, great you need someone to create a cinematic documentary on the history of the burger patty? Something like that.
3: You want to take the brush and break up the heavier pieces of faecal matter. Sometimes customers will miss the ball altogether. It's then you'll want to form a sort of tissue paper glove and just sop up as much effluent as you can. Oh, oh, okay. Got it? Ah, it's all pretty self-explanatory. You can find the Ajax and Marigold gloves in the kitchen, beside the veggie burgers.
6: Right, uh, just so I'm clear, we have to clean up
3: all the, uh, <clears throat> excrement, do we? Well, you can't expect the customers to do it. Jeez, Inesh, don't tell me you've never cleaned a toilet before. Uh, no,
1: no, 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 no. Uh, of course not. Uh, lots of times, yep. Um, Is there like a special hazmat type suit I can slip on or...
3: I uh... <laughs> oh, your gas. Look, let's scrub this next one together. It's a real Chernobyl. I'll help you with the wee on the floor, but you can get to the poop on the walls yourself. Deal?
1: Deal. Look at you. Prostrate on the floor like your poop wall ancestors. Marvellous. Stillman, come to gloat at my fall from grace? Well, gloat ahead. See if I care. If I wipe your rump, it's you who needs it cleaned. What the devil does that mean?
3: Sorry, the box is closed to so the customers at the minute.
1: You heard the lady. Get back to your life of ultra-decadence, Stillman.
3: You are.
1: Yeah. What? Believe me, Inesh, I'd like nothing more than to leave you here to stew in uh, everyone else's juices. But I have reason to believe Emma Jane is in trouble, and uh, and I need your help. Really? I know what you're thinking. How could I, a mere lav scrubber shirking in a stinky hell, populated by troglodytic semi-sentience from the shallow end of the gene... Here, yeah, watch uh, yourself! Sorry, Lorraine. You've been marvellous to me these past few minutes. But it has to be admitted, you wouldn't last a picosecond on Countdown. Inesh, you know me. I'm not capable of apologising, so I won't waste your time trying. How thoughtful. We've had our differences in the past, but I know we both care about my wife.
3: Yous are awful perverts. Get out of here before I call the guards.
1: Control your gratitude, Inesh. There'll be time to thank me later. Right now, we need My to- last chance of a job. My last hope of some kind of dignified life. And you crushed it like a beetle under your majestic suede heels. Enough whinging, Anesh. I cannot bear it. I shall take you on temporarily as a Batman once more. Just until you find something dignified... How does 500 guineas a week sound? Condescending is all hell, and probably a pittance in today's money, but I'll take it. Excellent. Now no time to waste. We've got to save Emma Jane. Are you sure that's really necessary, Stillman? What makes you think she's in danger? Isn't she about to become the new head of choice theory or something? Aha! Exactly what those demented frauds at the Alfred Himmler Institute would like you to believe. But I've tasted the truth, and she's a ragged harlot with an enormous mole on her chin. Once again, Stillman, you're the only one who has any idea what you're talking about. Think, dammit, Dinesh. Emma Jane was selected because she possessed the scroll of Asimo, correct? I I suppose. Isn't Asimo that robot dog thingy? Didn't you ever ask yourself where the scroll came from? I didn't have to. I gave it to her. Yes, yes, and you received it from me. And you got it from your composted hipster friend, Lean. Exactly. The scroll was no gift but a curse. It is? Of course. Lean knew I would never accept a gift from him. We'd been enemies since childhood. Wait. Lean was a terrorist too? Anesh, Lean was my twin. But he was so successful. Lean chose to waste his great intellect promoting his micro-brand and building engagement with key influencers. Ugh. Whereas you? I chose the path of the learned gentleman. Naturally, we hated each other. Now, wait, didn't you already... I mean, wasn't Emma Jane already your twin? Twin twins. Different daddies. It happens. Uh, never mind that. What matters is he spent a lifetime trying to defeat me. Lean knew I'd never accept his gift, that I'd give it away. He always intrigued Emma Jane, and he must have guessed it would end up in her hands. That's a lot of assumptions. Lean always came top of the class in intuition at terrorist training camp. So why wait until he was dead? Well, that's just the thing, Inesh. I don't think Lean's dead at all. We were trained to fake our own deaths in the event of discovery. I think he planned all this. And now the woman I love is about to have something terrible happen to her. Something that doesn't involve you sleeping with her? Yes, it'll be pretty dire, I should imagine. Golly.
11: I have to protest this treatment in the strongest terms. Your objections are duly noted. I demand to speak to the Irish ambassador. Fed to the crocodiles, I'm afraid. Oh dear! How about the British ambassador? That would be Calprix. Please address your complaint to our office in
2: Derry, London, Derry. Our office
11: hours are. Really, this is intolerable.
13: Intolerable! <laughs> I think we have not yet begun to test the limits of your toleration, Ambassador Calprix. Prepares a soul tube. Soon, my child, you shall be mine. Mine! I mean, it, and you shall be mere. I mean, uh, it, it shall be inside of you. I, I mean, uh, I shall live my next 60 years under your skin.
2: <laughs> shall I suck off your soul with the syringe of exchange, master? Yes,
13: yes, get on with it. Commence the soul job. <laughs>
2: <Mm-mm-mm-mm>. <laughs> And now, to insert my master's soul in his new vessel, open up. <laughs>
13: Choices was created by Dead Medium Productions for Dublin City FM. The programme was written and directed by Gareth Stack and produced by Heather McLeod and starred... The little Dylan Jones as Stillman, Sean, Dr. Alfred Himmler, Eddie and Bill. The beautiful Kieran Roach as Anish. The buxom Ashton O'Byrne as Emma Jane, Laura, Pat and Liza and Esmeralda. The virginal Terry Fitzgerald as Natalie, Lorraine and Kelprix Numbob. The perverse Katie McCann as Sally and Janine and the ironically handsome Gareth Stack as Martin. Theme music was by Dermot Byrne. The show produced at Dublin City FM Studios. You have no choice but to listen to next week's exciting episode.
10: Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television license fee.
3: Episode 6, DiCaprio Island.
1: All right, but just this one class and then we really do have to head off to save Emma Jane. I've chartered a private jet to Choice Island. The pilot's a Vietnam vet. Aren't
6: they all getting on a bit?
1: No, you fool. He's in his early twenties. He just works in an animal hospital in Ho Chi Minh City. Completely misunderstood my ad on Craigslist. Emma-Jane really is my second priority, right after being able to eat. I mean, if I miss today's class, I might just end up homeless. The last thing we need is your kind staining our streets. Uh, Thanks, Stillman. I knew you'd understand.
3: Morning, class. Morning, Morning, Natalie. As As I've been telling you all year, life's all about the choices. Martin... What choices have you been making lately? Loads. Deets, Martin. Juicy, juicy deets.
7: I suppose, Natalie, I chose to take me kids and ride a ferry to freedom.
3: That was quite a while back, Martin, and more recent.
7: Well, I, I chose to go on a date the other night.
11: Gross. Watch at you. You're way too old for a girlfriend, Martin. I bet you had to pay a lady to kiss you.
7: Nothing you won't charge for yourself. Come the time, Laura. What
11: does he mean, Mum? Martin? I chose
3: to lose some weight. And I choose not to believe you, Pat.
11: It's true. Check out me muffin top. It's all empty and saggy like a deflated souffle.
1: Ye gods, woman. Put it away. It looks like a white whale washed up in a beach to shed its skin.
11: Well, I hope you like seafood. Pardon me? Here, eat it. Lick me belly flaps.
8: No. Christ, No.
3: Well, you did choose to be obnoxious, Stillman. Taste oh, the oh, 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 oh. How about you, Anish? Have you been choosing to dig yourself out of your rusty crotch cup of a life?
1: Uh, well, Natalie, I... Uh, shouldn't we help Stillman? He seems to be drowning.
3: Helping is something people only do when they want something in return. What do you want from Stillman, Anish?
6: I'd quite like him not to die, Natalie. I mean, he is my friend.
11: (laughs) Stillman is turning blue, miss. Blue ball, blue ball And?
3: What else would you like out of him? I suppose some
6: respect would be nice. He does sort of treat me more like a servant than a friend.
3: Is that it?
1: I guess ever since we've met, he's been belittling me in front of... (laughs) Emma Jane!
3: Hello, boys. Darling,
1: you've returned.
3: See? All he needed was the right motivation.
1: Emma Jane, we were all set to save you, right after class.
3: <sighs> I'll bet.
1: He speaks the truth, my love. I've convinced this layabout to aid me in prying you from your beastly captors.
11: How sweet of you. It
1: was, rather.
11: But luckily I saved myself, so that won't be necessary. Well, look what the cat dragged in. Natalie, ever so sorry I'm late. Oh,
3: no problem at all. Sure, so why would you want to be on time? It's not like attendance at every class is compulsory and you're just after missing a week of lessons.
11: Oh, great. In that case, I'll just take a seat here between my two favourite men. Please continue. Hear
1: that, Stillman? You're no competition, bum scrubber.
3: I was being sarcasm Pardon? You've been expelled, Lady Jane. Really? Oh, it was an awful hard decision. Really racked our brains over it, we did. But at the end of the day, you just weren't committed.
11: My... That does sound quite final.
3: Off oh, you go to the office to sign your leaving papers. There's a good girl.
11: The office?
3: Yeah, you know the place with the sign on the door saying Principal Esmeralda? righty Good riddance.
11: It's eating time. So... <laughs> Emma Jane is back. That's, like,
9: so great. <laughs> oh,
1: isn't it? I was incredibly worried about her. Stillman made it sound like she was being held captive by some sort of deranged cult.
9: Yeah, he's a bit silly sometimes.
1: Shut up, Sally.
9: I thought you'd learned your lesson about teasing girls, Stillman.
1: I still refuse to believe that pat creature is female.
12: Oh,
9: That's for being mean about my friend. <laughs> and that's for not calling me back after the best night of your life.
1: How dare you lay your brittle limbs upon me. I'm going to the office to tell.
9: So, Anesh, I suppose now that Emma Jane is single again, you two will be spending a lot more time together?
1: Golly, I hadn't really thought about it. Do you really think so?
9: I I suppose. I mean, it's obvious that she likes you. Oh, wow, sir. It's just, if things don't work out between you, I want you to remember. You
1: really think she likes me? Oh, wow. I can't even believe it. What should I do? Do you think she enjoys flowers and chocolates and woman things?
9: Probably. But, but, you know, she's not the only... I know.
1: I'll buy an enormous bunch of roses. I still have 20 euros from the half day I worked at Bargain Burglar. <laughs> Yay.
6: If she doesn't like it, I can always pass it off as a friendly thing. And just sort of stay in the background being really sweet for a few years until she falls in love with me. Thanks, Sally. You're a lifesaver.
9: <laughs> Anytime
1: believe how few roses 20 euro buys these days you know i don't believe i've ever seen a 20 euro note
9: do you think she liked
1: them i mean you must know her better than anyone better than any living soul i'll warrant i've studied every crevice watched her as she dreamt mm, i always wondered about that sharing a room business she said she felt safer knowing i was there well, that's quite sweet isn't it Or that way she could be sure i wasn't creeping into her room as she slept Ah.
13: sorry class i had a little bird caught in my carburetor um, has everyone been practising their cushion counselling? Stillman had a good rest on my cushion earlier. <sighs> Great stuff altogether. And now who's going to volunteer for a quick role play? Ah, Inish, my only man. Oh, really?
1: It does seem like I'm used an awful lot for these classroom demonstrations.
13: That's because you stand out so much, Inish.
1: You're an awfully lovely boy. Wow, thanks, Sean. You're,
13: uh... You're very, uh... I'm tall for a dwarf, if that's what you're thinking. Now pick
1: up your cushion and tell me your feels. Oh well, I am um, uh I feel really good that Emma Jane's back. Good's not a failing, Anish. God knows good's not a failing. Dig deeper. Sorry, I guess I just feel a bit self-conscious talking about my most private problems in front of forty people. <laughs> I'll have you over that in no nothing time.
13: Look into my eyes. You can feel yourself drifting off deeper and deeper into the sleepy place.
1: I'm in the sleepy place.
13: Tell me, what's deep down there? What feelings are you hiding? I want you to go back. Back to the most painful, humiliating moment of your life. I was four years old. Present
1: tense, Anish. I'm four years old. I miss my mummy and daddy. They've left me with the babysitting woman. I don't know where they've gone. What's the failing? I, I feel a sort of warmth in my private area.
11: Anish, wet his pants. I didn't wet my nappy. I
9: didn't. Oh, poor little Anish. He must have used to wet the bed. This
11: happens to Cheryl Cole all the time.
7: <laughs> That's some bleeding pong, Inesh. In
11: my country, when they wet, we tie a winkle in a knot. Typical man. Just a boy in long, soggy trousers.
6: (laughs) You want my mammy?
9: Here, Anesh, you can use my fleece to dry your bits. I can come with you to the bathroom and help you dry off if you like. Get away, Sarah
13: Skellington. (laughs) Mammy? Something's lost it. I'm sounding the alarm. Quick, everyone, down under your desk. Anesh, come out of the closet. It's fabulous out here. Anesh isn't in here. It's Mr. Owl. Toot toot. Christ, he's got the puppet. Code one, student in need of emergency psychotherapy.
9: Come out, please, Anesh. Don't be embarrassed. It, it happens
11: to everyone.
7: Maybe everyone you know, Pippi, no knockers.
11: I'm only 11 and I haven't weed my pants since I was seven and a half. I haven't. Anesh hasn't weed his pants. Toot toot.
7: He just has a sweaty bottom. Oh, at least it was supposed to be the wetback. <laughs>
11: Martin, in my country, we have a name for men like you. Oh,
7: yeah, yeah? What is it? Dear leader.
11: English is asshole. Darlings, what is the trouble? Tell Esmeralda of your woes. We've
13: a boy in the cupboard.
11: Not again. Sean, what have you done this time?
13: I never laid a hand on him. You all saw. I have witnesses.
11: Never mind. Which one is
13: it? The little foreign fella.
11: Oh, my little Aladdin. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Toot, toot, no! Stop it, stop it at once. Stop choosing to cupboard.
12: This
1: just might be the greatest moment of my life. This very Mr. Silverman,
8: I'm afraid the
1: patient is still lose. you Keeps insisting he's a psychotherapy student. I'm afraid so. So creative, these loons. I suppose he's decorating the walls with his rump sputterings.
8: Oh, so. He's quite well-behaved. Just keeps dictating love letters to his lost girlfriend or something. here. Probably some poor
1: girl he stalked at a party once. Let's hope he never gets out to hunt and skin her alive. I'll take it from here, Doctor. Are you sure you don't want me to join you inside? Better if he isn't outnumbered. Last thing we want is an explosion of violence. Absolutely right, Mr. Shillman.
8: <sighs> Take these notes and this panic woo Don't hesitate to blow it. If the worst happens, good luck.
1: Who's there? Get back! Good evening, Inesh. I'll be your new therapist. You can call me Mr. Stillman.
6: Stillman! Oh, thank goodness. You've got to get me out of here. I think Sean hypnotized me in class. Next thing I know, I woke up here, bound in this
1: straitjacket. I think the college must have been afraid I'd sue and had me committed. Mind if I smoke? At a time like this? Don't suppose you have a light. Stillman, quickly untie me before they return. Perhaps. If I can be convinced you're not a danger to yourself and others. Why don't you start by telling me about these delusions? How long have you believed you were a psychotherapist? Don't know. All year, I suppose. What do you mean, delusions? All year. I see. And before that? Stillman, you know all this. You know every torrid detail of the last few months of my life. You were there. Oh, really? We've met before. And when exactly was this? At Alfred Himmler College. Where else? Hmm. Quite the name for an institution of higher learning. Brings to mind jackboots and square mustaches, doesn't it? I feel like Edmund Dante's and Roland Lee's The Count of Monte Cristo. What if I were to tell you you'd been a patient here for half your life, Anesh? That these memories are just delusions keeping you from admitting the truth? I'm wearing a straitjacket, but it doesn't mean I can't kick you in the knee, Stillman. What is this truth I'm supposed to be avoiding? That you shot your parents dead in cold blood, Anesh. Then you burned your house down, dancing naked in the snow.
10: I shot my parents. But they kicked me out of the house.
1: And what a revenge you had. Roasting them as you slept, you cold-blooded monster. Stillman, this is ridiculous. You're never going to convince me I'm a madman. I know all about you and your terrorist childhood. Interesting. You believe I was a child terrorist? Did I threaten to explode planes with mola and scribble threatening notes in crayon? Maybe if I could figure out your trigger word, you'd let me go. Quaalude.
10: Shibboleth. Eschatology.
1: What on earth are you talking about? Netanyahu. No, no, Too obvious. Um, d- drone strike. Becca Chaney. You really are a lost cause, Anish. I'm afraid there's nothing I can do for you.
10: No, wait, 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 wait.
1: Yes? Please don't leave me here, someone.
6: You have no idea how lonely I've been. My only friend was a cockroach named Patter, but the Warden still on him last Wednesday.
1: I can stay and help you deal with these delusions, Anish. Maybe even get you released one day, many, many years from now, when you're too old and weak to do any more harm. But first, you need to help me. Anything. Just
6: don't leave me here with only
1: Patter's broken shell for company. Admit you've never met me before.
6: But we're friends.
1: Anesh? All right, I admit it. I made the whole thing up. It seems real, but I suppose I am a mad person, so that's to be expected. Excellent, Anesh. We're making great progress. I know it doesn't feel like it now, but you're already getting better. Now, I just need you to sign this consent form, and I can start working on getting them to remove your straitjacket.
6: Oh, fantastic.
1: Wait, how do I sign? Just... Pop this pen in your mouth. Oh, thanks. Hold on. What was that? (laughs) Oh, I just asked, what am I signing? Oh, that? That would be the permission for your lobotomy. Wait, what? How else could the college be sure you'd never talk? Now all we need to do is a wee snip, snip, and you'll be a new man. Stillman, you don't mean it. What even you would be such a monster. Oh, I won't be doing it. The surgeon here is excellent. Really thorough. When he's done with you, you'll be calmer than a stoned lamb that's been minced into a rug.
10: But the college... Natalie... Esmeralda, they'll never let you away with this.
1: It was their idea. It's not the first time. How do you think they got Walter? Never mind. Emma Jane will save me. Unfortunately for you, my wretched ex has disappeared. Probably run off to join your horrible cousin on Everest... Good riddance, the pair of them. Now I must take my leave. When we meet again, you'll be much changed. And much more agreeable, I'll warrant. Good day.
6: Stillman? Stillman, come back!
8: Now, yes, I'm afraid we do have to do this while we're awake. I enjoy it a lot more that way. It'll be pretty agonizing too, so I hope you're quite keen on pain. Nurse and I, pass me the brain scoop.
3: At once, Dr. Reginald.
8: Now, you needn't worry, Nurse. This operation was almost a 60% success rate. And those that don't make it well, <laughs> they've given their lives for science. In a way, they're better off than the survivors. <laughs> oh,
3: doctor, you are awful. How about a cookie in the dispensary?
8: My goodness, nurse, and I you really are naughty.
3: I'll do my best,
8: doctor. A roll well, the hay does sound fun right about now. Oh, but little nurse, he seems so eager to continue. Let's get him finished off, and then we can celebrate.
3: Oh, marvellous, Doctor.
8: (laughs) Pass me the cortex snipper. Now, you might feel a little pinch as I cut through the part of your brain containing your personality or emotions and your consciousness. Now, don't worry. Those are really the last things you need to be a productive member of society. Nurse and I, would you like to do the honors?
3: Wow. Do you really think I could, Doctor?
8: Oh, certainly, dear. There's nothing quite as delicious as the first time you extinguish light in a man's eyes. Oh
3: doctor, I think you'll have to steer my hands. They're shaking.
8: Oh, stand behind you. Oh, put my fingers on your elbows.
3: Your big, strong medical
11: fingers.
8: Was the never? out his nose, like so.
11: mm-hmm.
8: uh, Now,
11: hold it right there.
8: How oh, dare you interrupt my surgery? It's a Why, uh, Scrubs?
11: Mm-hmm. Anesh, dear, have they harmed you? Monsters. We weren't doing anything rude, matron. Honest. I'm not your matron. I'm Emma Jane Stillman, and I'm here to save my dear friend Inesh Schwama.
8: Mm, good work. I've got a scalpel, and I'm not afraid to use it.
11: Dr.
3: Reginald, what are you doing? Let go, please.
8: Not one step closer. I'm having someone's braid out, followed by a shag and a round of golf. Inside, uh, your little friend, or oh, nurse here, I'm not bothered to...
11: Halpricks, seize him at once, Master Himmler. In all real grace,
8: in all, my God, your eyes, what's wrong with your eyes? Oh.
11: Replex, free Anesh from that awful gag and straitjacket. Your wish is my command, Lord Himmler. Why do they keep
6: calling you that, Emma Jane?
11: Never mind that, meine liebe Freund. Uh, I mean, my lovely friend. What matters is you're safe. Does this mean I get to go home? Well, your parents probably still won't have you... ...but you'll always have a place with Stillman and I.
10: Stillman? he's the one who arranged the lobotomy. He betrayed me, Emma Jane. He was working with them.
1: A necessary ruse, I'm afraid. Stillman! I had to pretend to help them. It was the only way to discover where they were keeping you hidden. Couldn't you have told me that back in my room? But that would have ruined the suspense. And I really do love a good bit of suspense.
11: Stillman risked his life to get close to those corrupt pseudo-psychologists... ...ruining my legacy... I mean, ruining Herr Himmler's legacy. Well, it
1: was really the least I could do, for Ines, and for you.
11: Oh, Stillman, you really are quite brave, darling.
1: Emma Jane, I, uh, I've waited for this moment when you'd finally realize how attractive I am. I, I love you.
11: Und ich liebe dich, Stillman. No, no. Ron Paul, Wilderbees, Cap
3: Mandu, please, I can't watch! Don't worry, I'll blind you. Honestly, you're fine, I didn't mean it literally. I'll just use these cortex snips, like the doctor showed me. It'll be great practice. No, no, no!
9: And that's how I ended up with this scratch,
1: right
6: across my cheek. Oh,
9: poor Diddums. Well, it doesn't look too
11: bad. Sort of noble... So you fought in a war. I think it looks horrible. Like you were trying to kiss a cat in a you because you smell funny. Laura? Yes, Martin?
7: Nice one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
9: so, I suppose now that Stillman and Emma Jane are back together... Uh, temporarily. Now that they're temporarily back together and Emma Jane is running Alfred Himmler College, you'll probably be trying to get over your crush. Well...
1: I thought I'd just continue to hang about in the background for a bit till she realises I'm the one and um, chooses to be with me. Oh, time to get back to class, I guess.
9: Oh, absolutely. I just know you and Emma Jane will make a great couple someday. But of course, you're going to need someone to practise with. You know, just until she realises how sweet and handsome and great you are. I
1: never thought about it like that. I don't have me. I'm
6: just a dull case, a loser, a blow. Oh.
11: Ew! What's Sally doing? I thought you had some self-respect, lassie. What are you doing with that man? In my country, they would be married since fourteen. Liza. Yay? Shut yeah. up.
10: Choices was created by Dead Medium Productions for Dublin City FM. The program was written and directed by Garrett Stack and produced by Heather McLeod, and starred the well endowed Kieran Roach as Anesh, the sultry Ashley Noburn as Emma Jane, Laura, Pat, Liza, and Esmerella, the enigmatic Dylan Jones as Stillman, O'Malley, Alfred Himmler, Sean, and Mustafa, and the ever inappropriate Terry Fitzgerald as Natalie, Nurse Shanina, and Calprix Numbab, the self indulgent Katie McCann as Sally, Janine, and Replex Amtor. And of course, the eternally greasy Garrett Stack as Martin and Dr. Reginald. Team music was by Dermot Byrne, the show produced at Dublin City FM Studios.
4: that was choices by dead medium productions dead medium is the work of gareth stack gareth stack.com he's on soundcloud we'll put the links for that up at our show notes at radiodramarevival.com in the meantime hundreds of hours of programming at radiodramarevival.com search the uh, itunes stitcher or soundcloud for us as well you can find us on twitter hit up at radiodrama or facebook facebook.com forward slash radiodramarevival all right, that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly. Fred Greenhalgh, copyright of individual shows, remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly. Fred Greenhalgh, our submissions editors, are Monique and Matthew Boudreau of Oral Stage Studios. Copyright of all shows, remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drum Revival is a production of Radio Drum Revival LLC and is published at radiodramarevival.com. as a labor of love. Until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.
5: And they're gone to find out who they are without us. All the more reason we come to West Virginia to introduce them to simple things like rolling hills, secluded lakes, summer campfires, and we hold on to that feeling for as long as we can.
7: Find your version of heaven at wvtourism.com. Brought to you by the West Virginia Tourism Office, the West Virginia Broadcasters Association, and this station.